0: Well, greetings all of our family and friends. This is the senior pastor of This Rock International Ministries, Apostle Nathaniel Leon. I'm excited to be with you today for our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. It is an amazing day here in Southern California and we are excited for our podcast today. We have a very special guest uh, getting ready in just a few minutes to join us. Uh, It's going to be an amazing podcast today, but I'm going to ask you to just take a minute, if you would, to do the work of the evangelist. And what does the evangelist do? He shares the good news of Jesus. And how can you do that, you ask? Well, uh, if you can hit that share button uh, and uh, make sure to tag some people, let somebody know we're on. We believe that Uh, The Bible says the gospel of the kingdom must be preached unto all the world, and then the end will come. And one of the venues we can be a light in the midst of darkness is through Internet, is through social media. So I'm going to ask you, if you would, to hit that share button, make sure— uh, you let somebody know we're on and we're going to believe that God is going to add increase uh, to this word and to the expansion of the presence of the Lord in the lives of those that are hearing the word. We're going to believe for miracles, signs and wonders today on the podcast, though it is a podcast, we believe God can meet us anywhere at any time. So, so good to see all of you watching. Denise Carroll, uh, Diane, thank you. God bless you. Uh, please share the podcast. In just a minute, we're going to welcome our guests for today. We're going to have a very special time where we're speaking about freedom. Freedom at the altar. And my my guest for today is a prayer warrior. She is a prophetess, a woman of God, but uh, one of her ministries and her, her calling is to be a woman of prayer that ignites a movement of prayer in our generation that bridges generations. So I'm going to ask you in just a minute, I just shared it, if you would do the same. We're going to prepare to to welcome in just a moment, uh, uh, she her name is Elder Juanita Francis. She is a, a prophetess, she is the worship leader and the worship pastor of Ruach City Church in London. She's a woman of God, a personal friend of ours. Her father is Bishop Francis and co pastor Penny Francis, and they are mighty men and women of God. Their uh uh, 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 Bishop is a friend of ours, but he is also uh, uh, a pioneer in the gospel, in the kingdom of God, but she is a woman of revelation, a woman of wisdom. She also traveled with us this uh, this last few times in South Africa. I'm going to ask you to welcome, if you would, to the broadcast, Elder Juanita Francis. God bless you, Elder. How are you doing? God
1: bless you, Apostle. I'm well. How are you?
0: Oh, we're well. We're so blessed. Just getting over the jet lag. We just got in uh, Friday, and that jet lag is no joke, but we're pushing through. And then-
1: <laughs> Love it.
0: Amen. How are things there in London? Everything well?
1: London is good. London is cold. Very, very cold. But we are doing well in here in London. Yes, sir.
0: Amen. Amen. What? If you want to greet the people for just a minute, then we'll start with a word of prayer. Uh, Absolutely.
1: Love- it's great to be with you all, everyone from across the world. It's so um, I'm honored to be here with you guys. I'm excited about what God is, is doing with Apostle Nathaniel. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting him here in London, a great man of God, a great man of revelation. And i um, super excited to share this platform and share with you all uh, on this evening.
0: Wonderful. We're so glad you're here, Prophetess, and it's going to be an amazing time. want well, to start with just a brief word of prayer. Then I'm going to go over a few verses. We're going to enjoy a little time in the Word today. We're going to be speaking today about freedom at the altar, that one of our jobs as men and women is to create places of encounter with the Lord that frees us and frees those around us. So we'll start there, but let's just start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we invite your presence onto this podcast. We pray that the anointing of the presence of God would move mightily. We ask you to heal and deliver, to touch and to transform, and we pray the blessing of Almighty God over every hearer today. I ask you for signs and wonders and miracles to accompany the teaching and preaching of your word. I pray that ears would be open, eyes would be Uh, revealed, and that hearts would be healed, and that you would get glory and honor through this time. Speak to your people, revive us, and awaken a hunger and a thirst for your glory and your power in this generation. We seal this now. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen and amen. Amen. So we're going to start with our key verse for the podcast, which is Romans chapter 8. And you see we're wearing uh, I'm wearing our, our RTA. I'm going to get one to Prophetess so she can be sporting it. She's wearing her I Pray A Lot, which is also right. very anointed. Uh, we're getting ready for an RTA uh, coming next weekend in London, And uh, co-host will be Apostle Phil Vermillion, Pastor Ann Vermillion, and the My Church London family. It's going to be an amazing time. That flyer will be up in just a minute. But this is RTA week, and we're preparing for the move of God. We believe that uh, an altar is a place of encounter that changes men and women. But our key verse for the podcast is found out of Romans 8.21. And that scripture says that because all of creation shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the sons and daughters of God. And we merge, when we come to RTA week, liberty with the altar, believing that an altar can bring liberation, can bring healing, can bring deliverance, prayer altars, fasting altars. Some people don't know the power of prayer. And this is why I'm very excited to have Elder Winita on with us. She's a prayer warrior. She leads a prayer movement, 5 a.m. prayer every Tuesday in her region and gathers men and women uh periodically to come to the altar and worship and pray and see a nation change. But our key verse for today will be found in First 1 Kings 18:30. And in first 1 kings 18:30, the nation is backslidden ahab is under the influence of jezebel the altars of baal have been erected and the altars of jehovah have been torn down there's been no rain for three and a half years there's a famine in the land the nation is in chaos and god instructs a man of god to raise up an altar of living stones that god would meet with fire and when the fire of God falls, the nation turns back to God. And this is a beautiful thing that as we pray and that as we fast, that as we seek the Lord, we're not wasting time, but we can turn and see the nation of the of, of America, the nation of London, the nation of South Africa, turn back to the Lord through a people who were determined to pray and to fast. Here's First 1 Kings 1830. And the Bible says that Elijah said to all the people, come near. And the people came near to him, and he repaired. That word repaired is the word rafa. It means healed. The altar is a living entity. It is a being. It is, we are living altars. He healed the altar of the Lord that had been broken down. And Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord saying, Israel shall be thy name. And with an altar, he, with the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord. So let me encourage you, wherever you're watching this, I, we're going to have a time of prayer. We're not just going to talk about prayer. We're going to be able to pray with you to agree. But prayer is the initiative for God to move in the earth. I heard Dr. Miles Monroe say prayer is not just religious activity. But is it is a legal transaction that allows God to move in the earthly affairs of men. That when we pray according to 2 Chronicles 7.14, if the people that are called by his name would humble himself and pray and seek the face of God turn from our wicked ways, then would he hear from heaven, forgive sin and heal the land. That land can be London, that land can be U.S., that land can be South Africa, that land can be Pakistan. When the people of God pray, God removes the curse that is on the ground and healing begins to happen. Restoration begins to happen. Families come back together. Uh, homes begin to be restored. Prayer is one of the initiatives that causes miracles and signs and wonders to happen. Go ahead, Elder Juanita.
1: I absolutely love what you're saying. I think it's so important for us to understand um, the importance of the altar. And I, I think we say, share the same sentiments. I think, you know, one of the things... Um, that I don't think we're too far off, which is a shame in terms of the word of God and, and dealing with first Kings is that um, we're living in a day and age where there are so many people um, looking for alternatives. And um, if we're not careful, sometimes we don't recognize that the foundations that have already been set have been set for a reason. Um, and I'm interested by how the scripture starts um, where he says, you know, how long will you go between two opinions? How long will you go between two thoughts? And, We're in this day and age now where people are so inclusive. We are dealing with so many different theologies, different practices, and and he was addressing the state and the condition of the people. They had turned away from uh, what they had known to be their God. And so I think one of the things that God is doing in that repairing of the altar is making clear, what do we believe? What do we stand Mm. on? What are we saying as our profession and our confession? And you will be surprised how many people go to church but have no idea what they believe, what their church believes. Yeah. Um, and so I think God is bringing a level of understanding that we will not just be believers who walk and behave a certain way, but we actually have foundation and we're clear on what we believe.
0: Mm. 100% prophetess, that, that word a uh, few verses early, he, there's two opinions uh, that the people of God seem to have one, world, one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom or one foot worshiping Baal and one foot worshiping Jehovah. I believe that uh, though we must be uh, inclusive and loving to people, we have yeah. to be deliberate with our faith. And, um, you know, we live in a culture, a cancel culture that is afraid to to say the name Jesus. You can say Buddha, you can say Muhammad, you can say even now, I don't know if you've seen this in America, they're erecting altars and, and statues to Satan. And they're starting to do after school programs where the Satanists are wanting to train our kids so they can be loud about anything except Jesus. And now the church has become complacent and I believe culpable because we won't be a witness anymore. We won't tell anybody what we believe. We won't pray over our food and take hands and speak boldly. But I believe we have a commission and a call, according to Acts 1 verse 8, not only to be witnesses in the earth, but witnesses who demonstrate okay. the power of God. There's no other name that can heal. The beauty of this altar showdown, Elijah says, if if Baal is God, let him answer by fire. If Jehovah is God, let him answer by fire. But let the God who answers by fire, that's the one we're going to serve. And I believe God will still show up if we'll lay hands, if we'll Speak. If we'll testify, if we'll prophesy, that God will still heal, and that's the beauty of. Uh, I think I saw the 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 prayer gathering you're about to have is centered yes, around sir. healing, right, Rafa? Yes, He's sir. The- healer. He's the deliverer. And and see, the difference, I believe, between us and all the rest of the world, Paul said, I didn't come with uh, enticing words of man's wisdom. I didn't come to talk about God. I didn't come to debate God. I've come to demonstrate Jesus with signs and wonders, with miracles, with healing. I believe healing is one of the things this generation needs in their mind and their emotions, in their physical bodies. So it will be a testament that jehovah is god amen
1: absolutely i completely agree i think you know you said something that was quite pertinent he you know made a very great demarcation to say if you believe this is your god then serve him and if he is jehovah then serve him and right. I, I i'm always interested i like to put myself in the text to kind of really understand the 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 the, the tone in which he dealt with them because it's very interesting that he starts and he says you know if this is your God, if you believe that he will hear you, he says, you go first. And I think what God is bringing to believers is a confidence that you understand that there is no competition when it comes to God. There isn't anyone that could outdo him, including us. There's nothing we can do for ourselves that he can't do and more. And so it's interesting. It's almost like uh, Elijah takes on this kind of mocking behavior of, all right talk to your god and i remember you know the text says he says maybe he's sleeping maybe if you call him a bit louder um, in other words he was so confident in what he believed and who he who spoke to him Mm -hmm. that he was happy for them to try out what it is that they thought would work and i think one of the things that god is doing is And, you know, I always think about why we're seeing a lot of different religions and faiths and it would appear that they're on the rise. But what I do feel like is is like what Elijah said. You go first. All right. Let all the religions do what they think can make you feel better. Try everything you want to try. And what you're going to realize is that I'm the only one that brings peace. I'm the only one that brings healing. I'm the only one that can fill that void. So I definitely agree. God is definitely making a demarcation and making it very clear that whatever you need can be found in me.
0: Amen. hundred percent agree uh, that demarcation, as you mentioned, that, um, you know, is your God on vacation? Is he sleeping? <laughs> yes. Maybe you call a little louder. Maybe you and, you know, if you've ever studied, I did a little bit of study on the, the things required to call on bail. And they're very perverse. Some of them it, involve yeah. children, involve children the abuse of children, the blood of children. And so this is a, a perverse thing we're seeing today in our generation, advancing mm-hmm. the blood of babies, the the sacrifice, the impurity of, of genders, and all these things we're seeing beginning to show up in our culture as normal mm-hmm. is actually I- inviting demonic powers and presence yeah. into our generation, and the church is still and I don't believe that we should respond to the devil. The devil should respond to the church. We're the light of the world, but we've got to be proactive in lifting our voice and making it clear. We love everybody, but we stand for the word of God. We believe that God will answer by fire and there'll be healings. There'll be miracles. There'll be signs and wonders, words of knowledge, words of wisdom uh, to begin to, de- to re- really release a revelation of how God works in the midst of an opportunity. Hebrews 11, 6, tells us that without faith it's impossible to please God he that comes to God must believe that he is that he's a diligent rewarder of the pursuer and the reward is we get him and when we get him our need gets met but faith is the space we make for God to fill, and when we don't step out on faith and lay a hand on somebody Uh, see somebody that's sick and in pain at the store. Can I pray for you? Or what if they reject me? I I believe all of us have felt that compassion for somebody at Starbucks, felt a compassion for somebody in the restaurant, felt a compassion for somebody at the grocery store. And our hearts were moved, but we didn't want to be rejected What if we go to pray for them and God doesn't move? Or what if we pray for them and they say, get away from me, weirdo. And we're, we're afraid and we're intimidated, but I believe boldness is coming back to the church Mm. because when people are in pain, if you can give them an answer, they don't care what name you pray in. Can you take the pain away? The blind man said, I don't know. See, they were they were putting accusation against Jesus that he was he was from bells above. He was a bad spirit. He cast out demons by the God of, of darkness. And the blind man said, you know, what? I don't know what sort he is. All I know is I was blind, but now I see and I know that this man, he prayed and God heard him. And this is a beauty of, I believe, our experience that as we testify, as we share about the encounters of God, that an altar is a place of encounter with God. And we are living stones according to the New Testament. So you can take that altar into your school, into your job, into your home, into your workplace. The altar doesn't stop at the church altar. And so there are three altars we we teach on. Number one, the private altar which is our private place of encounter with the Lord. Number two, the family altar, the altar we set at home in our living room and we turn off the television, we turn off the media and we get into the presence of God as a family. But number three, the corporate altar. And that corporate altar is an assignment for our nation, for our territory, for our region. When that altar is maintained with prayer and fasting, the enemy can't do what he wants to do. And one of, I believe, prophetess, one of the... um charges against the 21st century church is prayerlessness that we're not praying i remember a story of one of i believe the the generals and god's generals they told the story of a missionary that came over the boat from someplace in africa and he came to america walked around for a few hours and headed right back to the boat and the host minister said where are you going and he said uh there's not much that can be done here with this kind of people. He says, what do you mean? He said, in Africa, if we don't pray, we don't have water. If we don't pray, we don't have bread today. Here, it seems like all their needs are met, and what need is there to pray and pursue? I want to encourage those listening, I believe, as Prophetess is doing, to raise up a movement of prayer and fasting is actually building a spiritual place of encounter with God in the spirit that will cause breakthrough in london breakthrough in the uk breakthrough in your region your territory what have you begin to see prophetess As you've been building uh that altar of prayer how, how long have you been doing it and what are some of the testimonies you can share uh from what you've seen at the encounters online i know you do a 5 a.m online yeah. what do you mean 5 a.m 5 a.m that that watch of the morning when most people are sleeping you're up praying what have you seen what has god instructed you in that elder
1: yeah, so prayer, funny enough for me, I grew up with prayer. My grandmother was very much, um, uh, my dad's mother was very known for prayer. Um, she prayed for everyone. I grew up in a house with prayer. My parents pray. Um, I oh, Funny, with my relationship with prayer growing up was pretty love-hate initially. I think I was like every other teenager that was like, can we get this over with? Yeah. Um, but it really came from a place because I really didn't understand the power of prayer. And I often would hear people pray a certain way, in a certain tone, a certain authority, and felt like I didn't pray the way everyone else prayed and prayed. And one of the things that I love about my grandmother, she kind of took me under her wing and taught me about prayer and showed me prayer. It was an example of prayer. Um, when she was living with us in a home in her lot la- lot la- later years in life, um, she was very adamant about including us in prayer. And um, I learned a lot growing with her. Um, And seeing how she would pray for people and uh, remember their names. And so when God kind of called this mantle, it wasn't surprising by that point because I had been around it so much. Um, But I think one of the things was I was actually pulled seven years ago to... connect with someone who felt that there wasn't a lot of young people praying and they just felt they needed guidance in how to pray I think it's funny that we do a lot of praying but no one teaches people how to pray the Bible says in Matthew he said very clearly the disciples say to him teach us how to pray and Mm -hmm. I think it's a lost art that we don't see in the church and so one of my major heart postures was lord help me teach people how to pray the bible clearly shows us if it's something that we could just do on our own we would do it but the fact that he says teach us tells me there's a way not to pray and there's a way to pray And so my thing was to educate and create a safe environment for people to feel comfortable how to learn and how to grow in prayer. So outside of the five in prayer, we have our mentorship program where I literally go through scripture, explain to them what does unanswered prayers look like? What are the misconceptions of prayer? What is warfare prayer? Is there such a thing? You know, things like that that we don't often here on a Sunday in our services, but we expect people to know how to pray. And so, you know, I did it on Periscope seven years ago. And this shows you how old it was. Wow. We were on Periscope, Periscope. Wow. And um that was my first time ever doing it. It was really supposed to be for like two to two to four weeks, just to give this girl the confidence that she needed. Well mm-hmm. the first one we had like 16 people and I remember thinking, how did everyone find out? It was so it's supposed wow. to be for one girl. Um, And as we did it week by week, it literally began to grow. And uh, I think it was maybe two weeks in of doing it, we had a lady that her husband was in a coma and she she, uh, played the periscope Uh, while they were in the hospital. And by the end of the day, he was up eating. And this is after being told he had literally, uh, you know, they were going to take him off life support and he was going to die. And so that was the first miracle we ever experienced for 5 a.m. prayer. And one that I didn't even know had happened. I cried like a baby. And um, we started to get more and more miracles from healings of cancer, healing in marriages, debt cancellation, physical healing. I mean... The list really is is really uh, quite broad. And so I remember after doing it for a a month, the Lord spoke to me, said, this is the assignment I've given you. I'll be honest with you. Only the last two years have I recognized that this is definitely something that the Lord had really shifted me into making more of a priority. I was doing it every 5 a.m and i wasn't caring whether people were on it or not it was just something that the lord had assigned me to do and uh, i would say over the last two years the lord had mandated like no i need you to put some energy and effort into this because this is what i want to use you to do and so it's been absolutely incredible. We have people that tuning in their hundreds from all around the world uh, wow. to 5 a.m. prayer. We gather. Our first gathering we had in person at 5 a.m. People told me I was crazy, no one would get up, and we yeah. had uh, literally 400 people show up, just under 400 crazy. people show up, yeah. and we were blown away. And not just uh, adults, but children. We had our first mm-hmm. gathering for children called Teach Us How to Pray this year, where we focused on teaching children how to pray. Uh, We broke down prayer with an acronym for P for Praise, um, R for Repent, A for Ask, and Y for Yield. And just a nice, simple way for young uh, children to know how to pray and how to speak to their father. And so I think it's so important. We've seen so much growth in people in their prayer life. Uh, I think that's been my real testimony amongst the miracles and the healings is people actually loving prayer children saying hey i prayed today and walking up to me with with joy um it makes me feel great because i think people forget that prayer is not a monologue it's a dialogue uh, Come on. we often say something but we don't wait to hear and talk back and so giving them that assurance that when you talk to god he wants to hear from you
0: amen beautiful well that's so important you know i think so many of our uh our church perspectives is you know intercessors are old ladies, a few that (laughs) don't have, they're retired, they've got nothing else to do. So they get together and they pray and they, you know, the mothers of the church. And uh, I believe that God wants to change that narrative that if we can have a praying youth and and elders, we can see a world change and transform the power of prayer. I believe most people don't pray because it, it feels ineffective. It feels like you're talking to yourself. Feels like you're you're not having your prayers answered, but I believe according to James, it speaks of something called the effectual prayer, of the fir- the fervent effectual prayer makes tremendous power available to be be able to pray with accuracy, be able to pray with precision to hit target and bullseye, so that you see the fruit of prayer, which is transformation in the lives around you. And now you're praying the will of the Father. You're praying, and you're ex- exactly that exchanging instead of you talking. Uh, the whole prayer, listening to what God would have you pray, entering your secret place and decreeing. So this is vital. I believe that one of the key one of the key factors of altars being maintained according to Leviticus six twelve says that let the fire and and thirteen let the fire on the altar ever be burning. Let the yeah. priest burn wood on it every morning, and let the fire never go out. And so God lights the fire but we've got to put wood on that fire. And what is wood? The word altar means sacrifice to get up early when the flesh wants to sleep in and make petitions and decree when it's cold outside and you feel like rolling over, but you get up and talk to the Lord and you make decrees by the inspiration of the spirit is something this generation needs. So it does my heart well to see that you're moving and gathering a nation of young men and women that are bridging prayer to make, Prayer contemporary to make it something that people are hungry for. The beautiful things that we love about the raising the altars here in the United States, we got to travel with our youth and get them somehow on the plane. Is you'll get to see that when you come at the end of the year, all of our young people are at the altar, jumping, running, shouting, crying to the Lord. The altar is packed during the worship encounter. And people are going after God with all of their heart. And that's the greatest thing to see generations bridge and get hungry for God and get thirsty for prayer and fasting. You add that that second um, component when you add fasting to prayer, I believe there's certain kinds of forces and things that don't move until we fast and pray. So I'm excited about that. That's an encouragement prophetess to hear and yeah. see that that you're leading that charge. But I believe many are going to come around you and lift up those hands. And you've just seen the beginning of that uh, that favor and that influence. It's going to take off because our nation needs prayer. I believe, again, that freedom comes at an altar or a place of encounter with Jesus. And that's the greatest thing that we can release in prayer and petitioning and seeking that priestly call to be intercessors, to be those who stand in the gap for cities and regions and territories. Uh, Job chapter one says that, that uh, the sons of God came before the Lord and Satan was among them and began to give account what was taking place in the earth realm. I believe that's what we're called to do as the ecclesia. We are not just called, we are summoned to the courts of heaven to do business spiritually on behalf of earthly affairs. And what we pray in the heavens happens in the earth. So when the church is not praying, when the church is sleeping, when the church is not on their watch, when they're not interceding, the enemy is advancing spiritually and taking ground naturally. So that's when we see sickness, disease, uh uh murder, uh darkness advance when the church is sleeping. So I'm encouraged to hear that prophetess. I believe that a move of prayer is getting ready to arise and a wave of glory and authority is happening as number before and I believe my, that more is on the way prophetess. Amen. 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 I receive it, sir. Amen. I love you, Amen. Amen. And uh, uh, so the, the prayer movement, how often are you gathering? Is it every Tuesday you do? And how often so do you every gather? Every single prayer?
1: Tuesday for seven years, we have been gathering for 5 a.m. Unless I've been sick. And there's always normally someone who will stand in my stead should that happen. But yes, we're seven years straight. So we're actually going to be next year celebrating eight years. And then um, th- this December, we will be uh, one year in gathering in person. Um, so, we're super excited about that. We started in January, uh, last year, December. And so, next month, we'll be celebrating one year of gathering in person at 5 a.m. Uh, we did our first international one, which I did not expect, but we were in wow. Dubai um praying in a country that doesn't even agree with our beliefs. So, right. it was absolutely incredible to be able to take a group of the I Pray a Lot community to Dubai and um, pray over there in that nation and um, obviously it's it's very difficult to say a lot of things online but what I will say is that there are people that gave their life to Christ um, wow. and chose to make that decision um, which was amazing um, given the country that we were in so uh, you know it's a lot different over there you have to be a lot more discreet mm-hmm. um, but we're grateful that there are people that are coming into the knowledge of Christ so it's been a great journey and um, you know you said something about you know, people understanding the importance of their outer. I was thinking about the text. I remember a couple of years ago, the Lord spoke to me that he was repairing the outer. And one of the things that um I remember, if I'm not mistaken, in the, the scripture, the, they began to, as they were pr- trying to get their God to respond, they trod on the outer. And the Bible mm. says that he began to uh, uh, repair it. And if I remember rightly, when, when I looked at that definition of repair, it means to bring something back. its original use and so Mm. what i truly believe is that the lord is bringing uh people back to their original use what he already preordained what he said Mm. before time began what he his original intent for man and um you know I really believe that God is repairing the altar of people's prayer life. He's repairing their finances. He's repairing their families. He's repairing their marriages. He's repairing their communities. Everything that the enemy sought to trot on, God is giving us the ability to see him repaired, to bring it back to its original use. And um, I'm, I'm super excited about that season that I do believe God is repairing and bringing us back. And like you said, he took 12 stones, which you know, we know represent, represents the tribes, um, mm-hmm. according to Israel. And I, if I I understand one of the things I love when I looked at the word and if my studying, if my mind recalls, it talks about weight when it comes to the mm-hmm. stones as well. And so I really believe that God is bringing us to a place where we won't just talk, but we'll have weight in our words. That, come on, come on. The outer is going to give us the weight. And I remember one time um, I was talking to somebody and they were sharing it, the impact that I I had on their live and they said something and it stuck with me for ages. And I truly believe this is what God is not just doing for me, but for people around the world. They said to me, you know, we need to, I can hear your history with God. I thought that was such a profound statement. And I truly Mm -hmm. believe what God is doing is, Uh, These altars that we are building and that he's repairing and that he's doing in our life People will be able to tell the history the Bible says that those stones remained as a memorial And what I truly believe that when people come in count in a counter with with who we are When they hear us speak when they hear us sing when they hear us preach Whatever it is that God has put us on this earth to do They will not just see us but they will hear the weight of what we have done in private like you Mm -hmm. said We have a private altar the private outer will begin to speak for us and i think so many times we are looking for this public display and we don't realize that the public display that we are seeking for starts in the private space so i'm super excited for this season
0: hmm, wonderful that well, that's very heavy you know one word of the one word for glory in the old testament is "kabod," which is weight uh-huh. and the weight of glory Privately, Jesus says in Matthew six, which is a very powerful, I'm sure you've dissected that many times in your school of instruction, that that private secret time with the Lord produces a public display of reward. And many want the public reward, but won't commit to the private time with Jesus, the alone time. So God does nothing uh, publicly that doesn't start privately in our secret place with the Lord the weight of glory when we uh, sing when we lay hands when we prophesy, when we just you know encourage people publicly it comes from that private consecration and dedication to an intimate time with the Lord and I believe we're made for the we're made as you mentioned the original intention of man is to live in the glory in the spirit of God in the presence to live close to yeah. God and the the closer we get to God, the more like him we become. And the more, uh, the more like our original intention we become, It's walking in dominion, walking in authority. The further from God we are, the darkness creeps in and we're never meant to live that way. So I believe communion and fellowship with the Lord, as you mentioned, prophetess, is so valuable to this generation, to the people listening. Uh, You're made for communion with God. You're made to talk with him and to be one with him. You're made to live close to him. Man was made for the glory. And the moment man left the glory and left the communion of the Lord, he began to die. And the moment you return to that presence, you unlock eternal Zoe, eternal life. So I'm going to encourage you listening. In a few minutes, we're going to pray with you. We're not just going to talk about prayer, but we want to pray together and lift up the name of the Lord, but also believe those under the sound of our voice that are dealing with depression, dealing with ailments mentally, dealing with issues financially, burdens in their family, our God still hears and answers prayer again the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous men of God avails much and when we pray for one another we can be healed and that's what we believe number one we pray to the lord and commune with the lord but then we pray for one another that whatever burdens yes. we're carrying whatever depression whatever sickness whatever issues you're going with you're not by yourself we're we're in this battle together we're part of a kingdom i'll say this again when we start the lord's prayer it starts out with our father not my father. He's a God of community. He's a God of relationship. He's a God of uh, of togetherness. Our father who art in heaven, Give us our daily bread. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us. The whole prayer is a communal prayer. It's a community prayer. It's praying for each other, lifting each other up, not asking for my bread, but our bread, not asking for me to be forgiven, but for us to be forgiven. And if we take this perspective, I believe that we bear one another's burdens. There's something you're going through that I can help you through, and there's something I'm going through that you can help me through, and we become tied together. A, a friend and a brother is born in a time of adversity. When you're going through something, you don't have to go through it alone. I'm going to give a prophetess a, a chance to share any final thoughts before we pray, before we get into our time of intercession, anything that's, that's still on your heart that you're sensing to share with the people.
1: I just, I think, you know, I think this is such a great space to be in. And, you know, as you were sharing, um, one of the things I always say to people because sometimes we think that our prayer is so insular and you said this, it's about community. Um, that the the start of that uh chapter talks um when you were reading, I think it was in Romans, it talks about the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Um, you know, sometimes things don't always appear the way that we expect for God to move in the maneuver and the way that we anticipate him to move. Uh, but one of the things I love and God has really made this uh, clear is that when God is dealing with us, when are out of, it's not just for us, but it's about everyone that is connected to us. Come on, come on. And um, I always think about uh, this game I used to play in school. I'm a very much a, an analogy type person. Um, I think in America, you guys would call it freeze tag. Mm-hmm. Uh, we called it stuck in the mud. Okay. And the purpose of the game was that if you got stuck, the only way you could get free is someone who was already free. Mm. And some of us don't realize that God has given us the ability to understand, to get an altar so we can go and free someone else. And I truly believe that what God is doing is using some of the things that we may feel are insignificant. I always say it this way, God never wastes pain. The areas in our life that we Seem unredeemable. It seems like God can never use those are the things, those spaces that when we bring it to the altar, it brings freedom to someone else. So I just want to encourage everyone that may feel like you know you don't know my struggle, you don't know what I've been through, you don't know how I've struggled, you don't know how I've messed up. You know there is therefore no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And what God does is just like He did it for Joseph said, you meant it onto evil, but God meant it onto good to bring to us is this day. And to save much people alive. So I want to encourage anyone who's in a space that feels like God can't use them. He can use you.
0: Well, amen. Amen. Well, let me, uh, I, I just have to say a big amen to that. You, you're you not wasting pain. Everything you suffer will produce eternal glory. Corinthians says that the suffering of the present time produced a far more exceeding weight of eternal glory. She, she quoted earlier Romans 8, that the sufferings can't compare to the glory that will be revealed. Something about brokenness and adversity produce a weight of glory. And you didn't suffer for no reason, but the Bible says that your tears of sorrow, that you've sown in tears, but you will reap in joy. So your tear of sorrow is a seed of joy to your future when you put it in the hands of the Lord. Don't waste your suffering. I remember the Lord said this to me, prophetess, years ago when there was some news of some pain that took place in our family, some abuse that took place in people we we really love. And I was weeping before the Lord maybe about 10 or 12 years ago, and the Lord said, never waste your tears, but wash my feet with your tears, and I'll turn your tears into oil. Always that pain you feel, that crushing, that brokenness, that overwhelming feeling, take it to the feet of the Lord. You're listening and you're feeling overwhelmed. You're listening. You're feeling like you're by yourself, that no one is there with you. We want to encourage you in just a minute. Prophetess is going to pray. I'm going to join as well in prayer. We're going to agree that God will meet every need in your life according to the riches of his glory. And that we pray, number one, to God and worship God, but also we pray for one another that we can be strengthened, that we can be encouraged, that the battle you're facing, you're not fighting alone, that there's a kingdom behind you, there's an innumerable company of angels behind you, and God is going to be glorified with your life. If you want to go and start prophetess, we're just going to go into a moment of prayer and just lift up the name of the Lord and then just share some prayer for the people and I'll come right behind you and we'll seal our time together. By god's grace go right ahead
1: Amen. father we just thank you for your mercy we thank you for your grace we thank you for every single person that has tuned in today Lord God, it's not by happenstance, it's not by coincidence, but you ordained this day. Father, we ask as you have already spoken concerning our altar, and as many are now challenged to, to repair, to allow you to repair the broken places in the altar where the enemy may have trodden on different areas of their life. Father, we thank you that you're a God who restores, you're a God that rejuvenates. And so, Father, we thank you that this is a reset for some people. Lord, we thank you that this is a turnaround for some people. Lord God, that this is a day that will be a demarcation for but they their new season. And so, Father, we just pray for every person, oh God, that's dealing with being overwhelmed, that God that's overwhelmed with oppression, Lord God, that's fighting for their life. Father, you are the peace that surpasses all understanding. Let it guard their hearts and their mind. We ask that peace will guard their hearts and their mind, that nothing will by easy, so easily beset them. Father, we pray, Lord God, a hedge of protection around their minds, even in this season. We come against every enemy that will try to make them feel like they're going crazy, make them feel alone. We'll cause them to drive themselves into isolation father we ask lord just like you met elijah in a cave that you'll meet them in their cave situation that you remind them that there are more with them than those that against them father we pray lord god that you'll cause a hedge of protection you said that you have not given us the spirit of fear but a power love and a sound mind we decree that their minds will be sound in the name of jesus that they will think sober thoughts we ask lord god that you remind them of what your word says concerning them that they will have hope that you're a god that doesn't waste pain father i decree and declare Lord Father, that you will cover them, Lord God, in this season. Let them abide under the shadow of your wings. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that this is a season, Lord God, that they will understand that your thoughts towards them are good and not evil, but to give them a hope and a future. We thank you, Lord God, that you said in your word, Lord God, that you will sustain them. You said that we could cast our burdens on the Lord and you will sustain us. You will keep us. You never permit the righteous to be moved. We thank you for stability, for stability in their mind, stability in their posture, Lord God. This will not be a season where they will be wayward, this will be a season that will be focused we speak Lord God that they will be focused and they will be clear we come, we we thank you for clarity clarity of vision, clarity of mind clarity of speech in this season Lord God, Father we thank you Lord God that you're a healer, you're a deliverer, you're a way maker, you're a restorer, Father whatever their needs are you will provide Father you said before we even ask you have already answered and even as we speak you have already heard, so Father God I pray Lord God that as we are praying and whatever we fail to ask that you will do it, your work concerning them nor your word you watch over your word your word cannot come back to you in the condition we say but it has to prosper and accomplish which you please so we thank you Lord god that you have completed the work that you've ordained the work in their life we thank you that they will reap results and good rewards in jesus name we pray
0: Amen. Amen. I agree with every word the prophet has prayed. I just stand in agreement with those listening under the sound of my voice that have gone through oppression, that are dealing with the weights and opposition, mental, emotional, spiritual attacks in their body and their family. I thank you. You said when he to agree in the earth as touching, it is established. So I agree with this prophetess of God that is standing in London as I stand here in the U.S. Lord, whatever place of burden, whatever place of oppression, whatever place of weariness, we pray the Lord rebuke this force and this power. Now I ask you for the anointing to destroy the yoke and to remove the burden. I pray that miracle working power would go through these airwaves and that the glory of God and the presence of God would destroy the yoke, would remove the chains, and would release miracles in the life of that man. This is a son or daughter of God. And we agree that they will do great things in the kingdom of God. I ask you, Lord, to let light shine in the midst of darkness. I pray now for family members that are under oppression that are under demonic influence, that are lost and dying and headed to a devil's hell. I pray the blood of Jesus, rescue them out of darkness, out of the chains of oppression and make well the heart, the mind, make whole the emotions, the mental and the scars of the past. I thank you Lord for what was prayed. And I agree that is already done that we will see the glory of God in the land of the living. So I speak now to that area of that heart condition, that blood condition, that aneurysm that that attack in the lungs we speak now to that blood and declare cancer be well oppression you are silenced that spirit of insomnia we declare they will rest for the sleep of the righteous is sweet i decree in the name of jesus provision come strength come virtue come i ask you lord for the goodness of god to overwhelm that man and woman of god and i pray the blessing of the lord touch them now now we agree today for the mantle of prayer to hit those under the sound of our voice. That not only would we pray for our needs and the things we need, but we would commit to pray for nations and to regions, for cities and for territories, for for uh, districts. We 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 agreed to pray your will in the earth. That we pray your kingdom come and your will be done. The agendas of heaven, the the, the governmental uh, uh, intercession needed, the school systems, the 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 arts and the entertainment, the financial arenas that are needed to be, to be uh, 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 persistent in prayer and targeted through accuracy in the spirit. Raise up the intercessors, raise up the prayer warriors, raise up the watchmen and watchwomen on the wall who will lift their voice and cry aloud and call on the name of the Lord. We call for revival in London. We call for revival in the United States, in Southern California. We call for an outbreak of the glory of God while dark. Darkness is coming into the earth. Let your light be seen upon your radical remnant of Christ. I pray this now, and we stand in agreement, believing that you will get all of the glory and you will get all of the honor. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, and we say amen. And amen and amen. Well, I want to thank you all for listening and joining us. I'm gonna ask you to share this uh p- podcast. If you were impacted, the miracles of God are already flowing. Uh prophetess, it's been an honor to have you. Uh you been are a are- of the family where we're, we're, i believe god is going to connect us for many many years in the future the yes, the, the prayer movement the altar your father it's a generational thing they're going to put this flyer up i want to encourage you to meet the prophetess at the prayer altar this saturday the 25th at 5 a.m I pray a lot Ministries and that key verse is pray without ceasing a prayer gathering in person the theme is Jehovah Rafa Saturday the 25th uh, this Saturday coming at 5 a.m at Ruach City Church admission is free but please be sure to register and I see is it Jehovah Vida Shepherd is that she'll be there with you that's
1: yes Jeveda Shepherd she'll be here from the USA so she'll be our guest psalmist on Saturday yes.
0: Oh, wonderful, so they're gonna have worship, they're gonna have prayer, they're gonna be shaking the gates of hell. Please be sure, share this flyer. If you can get in the building, get there to be a part of what god is doing will they be streaming this live as well prophetess will it be live online
1: yes sir we will be live online so we do have a lot of people international so yes we will be streaming
0: amen there are some of us that are on this side of the pond that want to watch so (laughs) make sure you get there to support the i pray a lot ministries this is a healthy ministry i've heard the prophetess pray in person i've seen the fruits of her ministry people getting delivered Uh, uh, healings coming forth, so don't miss this. Our second thing we're gonna share is next weekend, uh, we will be in London at Raising the Altar, and the theme is Raising the Altar, The Sound of Many Waters, and we're going to be seeing the hand of God. Again, our co-host for the event is uh, My Church London, Apostle Phil Vermelon Pastor Ann. I believe you're on, Pastor Ann. The Lord bless you. Please send our love to all the My Church family. This will be a Saturday and a Sunday event. Prophetess Juanita will be ministering Saturday night, so come on out and be a part of the move of God. There also is free registration, and we will be gathering Saturday morning at 10 a.m., Saturday evening or afternoon at 4 p.m., and then Sunday at, I believe, 11 a.m. It's going to be a phenomenal time at Raising the Altar, a double weekend. Those of you in London, come out and be a part of that move. It's going to be phenomenal. Any any other thoughts you want to share before we go, Prophetess?
1: No, I'm looking forward to being with you at Raising the Altar in London, super excited for the what the Lord will do and say through it. And then I'm also looking forward to being with you across the pond as well. So I'm super excited to just see what the Lord has. And it's very interesting that this will be my first engagement from a long break from the USA of about two and a half years. So um, I always say it's very interesting um i always thought what would be the first space i would go to so i feel like uh california is in for a treat because you'll be the very first place i've reached in tears, and i'm definitely gonna let god have absolutely everything but we're excited for this weekend and um, while you were i just say this last thing if i don't if you don't mind um i don't know this individual personally but i saw the name shamila on here not sure if she's still on here but while um Her name came up, the Lord just spoke to me that this is going to be a great season for her for redirection. Um, I really believe that the Lord is aligning some things in her in her uh for for her future mm. and that to not be afraid or worried or concerned with any disruptions but to stay very focused in the season and be careful to allow the right voices um in your ear you know while, while i was praying the lord was talking and i just share this to her but for anyone else that we have to be very careful who we make partnerships with in Come this on. season Come on you know sometimes people mean well but they really don't have the right um, heart posture. And so, you know, whilst I know that God can use anything in anyone, um, I just really feel in my spirit for her and for anyone just to be very wise in this season that we're not speaking ahead of what the Lord mm-hmm. would have us to say and make sure that we're making the right connections, that we are aligned for our destiny. So Shemila, I just want to encourage you that you're heading towards a great future, that God has not forgotten you and is not concerned uh, con- concerned about the past season that you've had to endure, but to stay focused and you'll see uh, God move in ways that you can never imagine.
0: Amen. Amen. Go ahead. Go. Any other words are prophetess. Release them. If-
1: no, sir. I'm good. That was the hey. only one that was pressing on me, sir.
0: All right. Well, Shamila receive that word. It is a sure word. Um, again, the evidence of that word is you'll see the fruit of that confirmation. You already sense it. Those listening under the sound of our voice, please, if you can, get to this Saturday, the prayer gathering, 5 a.m. in London. It's going to be phenomenal. They're going to be praying. They're going to be anointing with oil. They're going to be believing for miracles and healing. If you know anybody that needs to be healed, if you need to be He'll get to the prayer gathering this Saturday. Invite your friends. Invite your enemies. They can get delivered and set free by the power of God. It's going to be phenomenal this Saturday, the 25th, 5 a.m. right there at Ruach City Church. Also, next weekend, uh, at raising the altar. It's going to be an amazing time, 10 a.m., 4 p.m. The prophetess will be ministering, and the keynote speaker for Saturday evening the registration link is in there on the comment sections. You can go also in, and uh, on the flyer and get registered for free and be a part of what the Lord is doing. It's going to be phenomenal. Prophetess, we love you so much. You've been an amazing I'm guest.
1: And Thank we're you so for excited. having me.
0: And let me I'm going to share with them. They'll have the save the date up in the next few days. But the end of the year, those of you she mentioned, we have our, our, our semi-annual Raising the Altar right here in California. Prophetess will be one of our speakers. She'll be breaking the conference open Friday night and we're gonna clear the <laughs> evening so she can take her time and prophesy and lay hands. That is December 29th, 30th and 31st. She'll be the keynote speaker for Friday night, flying all the wind from London. It's been a time of sabbatical and rest, and in London, but she'll, her feet will be on the soil of California and bring a word of God don't miss that make sure to put that on your calendar right here in California it's going to be phenomenal we love you prophetess the Lord bless you love you too, sir, Apostle. we can't wait bless to see you. you in a week or so it's going to be wonderful
1: yes
0: okay it's going bless to be awesome. God bless you thank you so much amen it's it's been a phenomenal time thank you again prophetess for joining us prophetess Juanita Francis a prophetess an elder in the house of God but a mighty woman of prayer and integrity, and God is doing tremendous things again. Get to that prayer meeting if you can and be a part of it. I wanna thank all of our Charisma Podcast listeners for joining us. Thank you for our Facebook viewers. Thank you to our YouTube. The Lord bless you. Please, if you can, release an offering of sharing. What does that mean? If you can share, it will help the impact of this broadcast. And if you were impacted, I believe God is gonna release that impact to someone else. So the Lord bless you. Thank you for joining us, Chris podcast as we release you we're praying god's favor and blessing over you and over your household in jesus name amen thank you for listening to freedom global prophetic podcast with the pastor nathaniel Leon. stay up to date with our latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast app youtube or by liking us on facebook at this rock international
1: thank you for listening and have a blessed day